despite the fake news, rumors, and reports of my demise, we bike. Welcome, bike. It's Q&A Monday, 13 A's. Don't get it twisted. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE. Big dogs got to eat fantasy football. Today's video, question and answers. That's what Q&A stands for, where I'm taking five or six user-submitted questions. Y'all can submit them either via Patreon, patreon.com slash BDGE, or on the Discord channel, which we got pumping. 75 Dynasty Startup Leagues already cracking in there, so we will link that down in the description. This wire on the screen is chirping me out. I got to fix this real quick. That didn't help at all. What else is fucking new? It is Sunday, which begs the question, why yelling? Stop doing that. Stop yelling. Tuck your shirts in. Tuck your shirts into your socks so I know it's real. Let's eat. First question comes in from Discord from Jackson. Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. He says, question for Monday's Q&A. Who are you targeting in the late rounds of drafts? Again, on Discord, just DM me your question. Don't throw it into the general chat. Find me on there. DM me a question. If it's good, I'll throw it in. If it's bad, I'll probably even more of a chance of me throwing it in. Who are you targeting in the late rounds of drafts? So these players are more so known as sleepers in fantasy football. I'll probably do another full video just focused on my favorite sleepers outside of the Q&A stuff. They're also available in the draft guide, which I'll talk about later. It's 2020. There's no such thing as a sleeper anymore. So I will give some criteria for this. We're going to go with ADPs in the double digit rounds. So outside of round nine, so 12 times nine, pick 108. Anyone going at 109 or later will fall into the sleeper criteria from now on. We'll start with the running back position. Now, running backs are, it's really hard to predict like a sleeper or a breakout running back in the later rounds of drafts because they're going in the later rounds of drafts for a fucking reason because they're not the starter. They might not even be the second string. They're in a committee as the second or third running back there. I'll rattle off a couple quick names I like, probably more like value picks than actual sleeper. And then I'll, I'll tell you my one sleeper that I really, really like. I think Tevin Coleman makes a lot of sense. Who's going like four or five rounds after Raheem Mostert in an offense where Shanahan, like we want to talk about the, the Patriots backfield being a carousel for the last fucking 18 years. That's what this San Francisco backfield has been. I don't know if people have really paid attention to that, but like week over week, it's almost never the same running back producing. As soon as you think it's one guy, it ends up being another guy. Jeff Wilson comes in. Jeff Wilson sounds like a the name of a fucking librarian, but he's throwing up a hat trick. Come on now. So I like the later running back in this tandem. I would be shocked if Raheem Mostert is the workhorse back there for the entirety of the year. He barely caught any passes last year too. So I think there's just a lot more opportunity to go around. So give me the cheapest option in a run first offense that's going to run the ball and run the ball effectively. I also think guys like Justin Jackson and Chase Edmonds are going very, very far under the radar because the guys who are ahead of them, one, we have rookies coming in, right? We got Josh Kelly and Eno Benjamin, which makes people kind of nervous about the Chase Edmonds and Justin Jackson's. Eno Benjamin's seventh round pick. <clears throat> Josh Kelly's a fourth round pick, who I don't really think is that talented, to be honest. And the guys ahead of them, the Austin Ecklers and the Kenyon Drakes, we've never seen them produce 
in terms of a workload at like a workhorse level where they keep the running back two off the field. So Austin Eckler is obviously the 1A in that offense, but that doesn't mean there's not another 10 to 12 touches for another running back in that backfield. So I think that will probably be Justin Jackson's work, at least for like the first half of the season. Chase Edmonds is a guy that we've seen produce on the field like time and time again. I don't think Eno Benjamin is going to challenge him for the second running back spot anytime soon. And we've never said like, we're excited about Kenyon Drake. Obviously he's like a top 15 pick this year, but we've also never seen him do it over the course of the season. Every time we get excited about Drake, it's from a very, very small sample size. And I'm always weary about these small sample sizes. So I think Tevin Coleman, I think Justin Jackson, I think Chase Edmonds are like value picks. They're not anyone that I'm getting like really excited about, but there is one guy I'm super excited about. And that is rookie Anthony McFarland. I pretty much haven't shut the fuck up about this guy since January or February. If you've been following bunk bed breakdowns, you know he was like my favorite player on the first episode. Currently going off the board, 148th overall, running back 55-1304. Was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth round. This kid played at Maryland, averaged almost eight yards per carry in his first season there. He had, let me see, 131 carries, and he went over a 1,000 rushing yards. 7.9 yards per carry his first season there at Maryland. The only reason he's not being looked at as a, a much higher prospect talent is because he suffered a high ankle sprain last year he came out on fire weeks one through three he was dominating suffers the high ankle sprain and basically ruins the rest of his season the coach even came out and was like he's not he's not ready we're like throwing him out there and he's performing less than his talent because of this high ankle sprain otherwise he would have had back-to-back baller years and we'd be like anthony mcfarland is the real deal blew away the 40 time he comes in 208 pounds which is a lot heavier than i thought he was going to be so that's legit nfl running back size runs a 444 40 so you're looking at breakaway speed and he brings an explosion a piece of a piece of a running back we don't have in this Pittsburgh offense whatsoever the only thing we really have back there is James Conner and then a couple guys that look like James Conner but are worse with James Conner the concern is always the injuries right we had Doc Morris on the channel last week he's extremely concerned I believe player profiler they have not yet published their tool and they're getting an injury tool out there using some kind of fucking algorithms I don't know way above my pay grade supposedly James Conner is the highest risk for re-injury in 2020 the guy injured every single part of his body there's no body parts left for him to injure for the first time his injury risk going into this year is extremely high I think if he does end up getting hurt Anthony McFarland takes that backfield over sooner rather than later if he doesn't I still think because Anthony McFarland has that one trump card in that he brings an explosive explosiveness that they don't have in the backfield he will get touches regardless and if he makes a couple big plays which we saw littered throughout his college career he's busting off 65 75 yard runs he does one or two of those you're not going to be able to keep a guy like that off the field right you give him like six touches and he takes one of them to the house for 55 yards the coaching staff's eyes are going to be fucking widened and they're going to make him part of the game plan going forward for a guy that you're getting in like the 14th 15th round as a high upside guy that you can probably drop you might not even need to draft him to be honest he's someone that you might be able to wait on on the waiver wire or someone else drafts him drops him by week two or three you pick him up in week five or six and then down the stretch of the season it's fucking run amc time baby because he's putting on featured films every time he steps on the field so let's talk about some wide receivers Miko hardman for the kansas city chiefs makes a ton of sense he's currently going off the board 133rd overall wide receiver 55 the 11 one so hardman makes the pro bowl as a return guy his rookie season supposedly they are signing guys and the reports out of kansas city are like they are looking to replace hardman as the return guy there which means they want him to operate outside as a receiver you know play more with patrick mahomes than he did last year which is pretty fucking good for his fantasy outlook Miko hardman started only five games last year 26 receptions for 538 yards 
20.7 yards per reception. Every time he caught a ball, on average, it went for basically 21 yards, six touchdowns, nine, nine receptions of 20 plus yards on only 26 receptions and 41 targets. 35% of his catches, 35% of his catches went for over 20 yards. I would like to assume, given the reports that they're trying to replace him on the special team side of things, that he jumps Sammy Watkins, he jumps Demarcus Robinson. If you're getting a guy like Mecole Hardman, who is that efficient with Patrick Mahomes as an 85% plus snap guy as your flex two, that's incredible. There are going to be weeks where he puts up three for 42, you know, three for 39 or whatever. But there are also going to be weeks where he puts up three for 142 and three for 139 and a touchdown. That's hard to find, you know, at pick 140. So we like Hardman. Another drug I just can't seem to get unaddicted from. Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears, man. I will never get off the Anthony Miller hype train since he came in he was like one of my favorite prospects as a wide receiver so much production at memphis so much talent as a prospect athletically on the field what i saw on the film just give the man a stable quarterback get mitch trubisky's ass off the field nick Foles wins his quarterback job and anthony miller is going to break faces in 2020 they finally let taylor gabriel go Thank God. When you look at the splits, nothing crazy from Anthony Miller, but drastically different on the right side with Taylor Gabriel out of the game. That also takes into account the one game week 17 where Miller left very, very early with a shoulder injury. So those per game numbers would actually probably be boosted by another like point and a half fantasy wise. So he was legit good over the last two months of the season. He ran 80.3% of his routes from the slot last year. Full-time slot guy for the Chicago Bears offense who have almost no other weapons of consequence on the offense. Obviously, Robinson, I'm not I'm not debating whether or not Miller is going to fucking run for the alpha position. He's the vice president if Allen Robinson's running for president. He's the alpha there. But, but this is an offense without a tight end of consequence. They got like 40 of them. They're all trash. Terry Cohen, who they'll have some design plays for, but he's not going to be a big threat down the field. And that's it. It's just Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. They're running, running routes as a wide receiver. And do you remember all the hype coming into last year for D.D. Westbrook? Why was that? Because Nick Foles loves to target the slot. Jordan Matthews loves D.D. Westbrook, et cetera, et cetera. Foles is not a guy who's a fucking elite downfield thrower. He's not going to be hitting Allen Robinson left and right for 40 to 45 yard gains. He's a guy who plays it safe. He's a guy, he's a, I imagine Anthony Miller is going to quickly become a, a, a pretty pretty hefty target of Nick Foles is, is assuming that he wins the starting quarterback job. So I really like Anthony Miller. I think people are kind of forgetting about him as a boring play, but we look over the last two months of the season, what he did, he had some really, really big games with some really high ceilings. So I'm a fan of Anthony Miller. I'm also a fan of Nikhil Harry, man. Another guy who you have to have loved coming out of college because his prospect profile was just ridiculous best comparable player to Chicago Bears Allen Robinson 6'2 228 90th percentile for weighted justice speed score great burst score great production in college and most importantly the Patriots brought nothing else in in this passing game so it it tells you you know they had a lot of picks they could have invested into the wide receiver position it tells you that they're they're comfortable with what they have and anytime a rookie comes into the year injured you can't expect them to perform well Nikhil Harry missed like most of the season coming off of an injury rookie season if you're not on the same page with Tom Brady by half way through the season the guy's not going to throw you the ball i'm absolutely willing to wipe the slate clean for a guy like to kill harry whose prospect profile is just absolutely flawless right now he's going off the board wide receiver 58 1403 159th overall so i think he could be the 1b to edelman's 1a and pretty much take like 85 percent of the targets that are downfield they have nobody else there it's edelman it's these rookie tight ends, James White. I mean, fucking, you want to talk about Jacoby Myers? It, it's really just the Nikhil Harry show there. He's the downfield guy. He is 
the only big body guy they have basically there in the red zone. So I think the ceiling and the upside here for Harry, especially in the 14th round, is a lot higher than people are giving credit for. And Edelman's a dude who's always getting banged up, man. I think we forget that because he's been a good fantasy producer for a long time, but he's also missed a ton of games. And if he's out, I mean, where else are the fucking targets going to go in this offense? So I like Nikhil Harry. I also like this little dude, Hunter Renfro. They bring in so many weapons, Limboden, they bring in Brian Edwards, they bring in Henry Ruggs, but for whatever reason, someone out there feels the same way I do, and I can't quite fucking explain it. The chemistry down the stretch of the season last year between Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro was extremely evident. Renfro gives me the same vibes that Cooper Cup gave me when he came into the league. I can't logically explain why Hunter Renfro is going to be good. He's not athletic. He's like a small white dude that's slow, that just shouldn't be good. But he's got these intangibles that, for whatever reason, are just going to make him a playmaker. The same, same, same way I felt about Cooper Cup coming into the league, I have about Hunter Renfro, despite all the weapons they're adding. I don't know. I just really like Hunter Renfro. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For some reason. And he might be another guy, sort of like Anthony McFarland, where someone might draft him in like the 15th round. He's not playing that much maybe over the first half of the season or the first, you know, month of the season. He's maybe a 60% snap guy. He starts gaining that chemistry again with Derek Carr. He might he might come out the gate as like an 80 to 90, 90% snap guy. I would love that because I think he would produce pretty well. In PPR leagues, I could see him going like six for 50 or six for 60 basically every week. And that's like a wide receiver three for you. Someone that's currently going off the board, pick 200, wide receiver 70. In any sort of PPR league, I'm definitely willing to invest in Hunter Renfro. I don't have any good fucking big facts to slap at you behind it. And if you appreciate the big facts that we've been dropping throughout the episode, please hit the, the button right below the video that, that looks like this or looks like that. I don't know what it is. Just don't hit that one, please. That is always appreciated. That lets YouTube know you fuck with me. We don't fuck with the mainstream fantasy football people. Down with the mainstream. All right, so those are some sleepers. All of my sleepers, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends will be in the draft guide. If you sign up for Monkey Knife Fight, monkeyknifefight.com and you use the promo code B. D-G-E, when you sign up for a $10 deposit, you're going to get the draft guide for free. So you get the 10 bucks to play with on, on MKF, plus an extra 10 because they match your bonus deposit. Rookie Dynasty Guide, season-long guide for free if you deposit on monkeyknifefight.com. We've got literally everything in the guide, all of the rookie profiles written up, Dynasty rankings, our season-long rankings, PPR, standard, half PPR, sleepers, busts, must-draft players, our Bible. We have tools, consistency charts, everything y'all need for your fantasy season in the draft guide, Monkey Knife fight.com use promo code bdge if you're in a state that's not eligible you can still cop the guide on bigdogsdraftguide.com if you do sign up via monkey knife fight make sure you have to play a game of two dollars once you play the game of two dollars on their site it lets me know that you signed up and played the game and then that's when i give you access let's move on to question number two brady.barner what is your preferred favorite site to use for fantasy leagues fantasy is is getting to the point where it's growing so quickly that we're seeing a lot of like a lot of different websites pop up it's it's very much going to depend on what you're looking for at this point i think my favorite season-long platform to play on is yahoo that's what we do the e-town get down on i really like the yahoo platform i've been playing on it since i was like 15 years old it's clean it's aesthetic it's easy to use it's simple they have a really good fantasy app on the phone for it so i think one of the big things to consider obviously as we all just use mobile all the time now is whether or not the site has a good app for it so basic season long 
big fan of Yahoo. Dynasty, Sleeper is the one that's getting all the momentum. Most of my Dynasty leagues are on Sleeper. And they are a team that's working extremely hard to like update their shit all the time and adding in new developments to the site and new features and stuff. So Sleeper, I'm a big fan of for Dynasty. It's a little loud though. Like the colors are crazy and sometimes they, they start to put too much into it. You can't find anything within the app and within the site. I like Sleeper. I really like Flea Flicker, man. I like Flea Flicker for Dynasty a lot. It is, it is very simple it's not loud when you go onto the app they have an app for it that i think is pretty good they have a good website for it so i like flea flicker for dynasty it's not as customizable as it is for sleeper which is the downfall if you need a really really customizable platform for your dynasty league or like any sort of crazy keeper league my fantasy league mfl if you search that you'll be able to find it it is you can do basically any sort of custom customizability on that website there is a lot of downfall to it though like you're only going to sign up if you really need customizable rules for mfl because the platform itself looks like it hasn't been updated since fucking nom and i believe you might actually have to pay for it if you want to use all the customizability features i don't know why i keep saying customizability when i could just say custom right is customizability even a word if you want to use all the custom features i believe you have to pay for it i could be wrong on that it's just like a super ugly platform and there's not a good app for it so unless you really need to customize it i would not use mfl for dynasty it's a toss-up between flea flicker and sleeper i'd probably get onto the sleeper bandwagon only because their dev team it works really fucking hard and they're always updating things and i think as we progress over the years like that's going to be the platform to be on so sleeper yahoo flea flicker are probably my favorites right now i'm actually working on not to plug the the draft guide again but this is an article that i put into the draft guide every year my favorite resources so i do a ton of research obviously it's where i find all the big facts and stuff one of the articles i put in the draft guide is listing all of the resources that i use paid free ones that i find stats for injuries my favorite leagues to play on where i find my adps my favorite tools and and charts and graphs and fucking literally it's like 30 resources i believe that i i typically use for my research and i'm trying to I'm trying to teach y'all how to do your research. My goal is to teach you so much that you don't even have to watch me anymore. It'll never happen, but that's the ultimate goal. So in the draft guide, one of the exclusive articles among many is my favorite resources. I think the article's literally called Become the Goat. So again, another reason to cop the draft guide, but I list all the apps that I use, that kind of stuff. Vikes, DL Dubs. Yo, just finished the latest Monday Q&A and I've heard you bring up your love for podcasts multiple times. Other than the great ones you put out, thank you, sir. What are some of your favorite podcasts? So I love podcasts. I love being able to, I gotta be efficient with my time. In this fucking economy, you can't afford to be anything else but efficient with your time. And the reason I love podcasts is because it's passive. I can listen to a podcast while I'm cooking breakfast, while I'm at the gym, while I'm walking, while I'm doing whatever, and I can still consume all the content I need. Now, my podcasts, I, I do enjoy them, but I don't listen to them to enjoy them, if that makes sense. I listen to them for work. So I listen to marketing podcasts i listen to business podcasts i listen to entrepreneurship podcasts and i listen to fantasy football podcasts they are i listen to podcasts for like listen i i've been working for myself for like four or five yeah like four four or five years now so i don't have anyone that can teach me things i always need to learn like if i need to build a website if i need to learn how to do facebook or instagram marketing if i need to learn something new in tech or business I have to learn it from other people, whether it's going on YouTube or whether it's going on podcasts. And my preferred way of learning, my preferred way of consuming content is via audio. So to get into specifics, I'll rattle off the podcasts that I have on my list. I also listen to some some like health and, and nutrition podcasts as well, because that's a, a passion of mine. So we'll start with fantasy football podcasts. We have Roto Underworld by Matt Kelly. 
his kind of subsidiary podcast with Nate Liss and Ryan Lopes, The Breakout Finder. I listened to The Business of Sports podcast with Andrew Brandt. He was an executive vice president of the Packers. He's now someone that heads one of the teams with Gary V's player agency. So he has a lot of cool insight behind the actual like business of, of football. So The Business of Football with Andrew Brandt's a really good one. I listened to uh, the Roto World podcast, the Fantasy Pros football podcast, Fantasy Footballers, Establish the Run, Dynasty Nerds, Dynasty Command Center, Dynasty Blueprint, DLF, Dynasty Podcast, and Destination Devi. Those are my fantasy ones. I don't listen to every podcast that comes out with all of them. I would say I listen to pretty much every single one that Matt Kelly drops, Roto Underworld Radio. Other than that, I miss probably like half of the other ones that come out. For business and marketing, I listen to Gary V like religiously, the Gary V audio experience. Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn is good. Uh, Social Media Marketing with Michael Stelzner. The Social Media Lab. And Token CEO with Erica Nardini, who is the CEO of Barcelona Sports. For Health and Nutrition, The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. And Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. And I also have Caller Daddy on my subscribe podcast list for the freaks out there. And I don't know if y'all saw this, but I dropped my new podcast last week. So if you missed any of the episodes of why you yelling it's actually pretty much like I, I just talk about one topic a day off the top of my head most of them are questions like this so if they're like business or life related i'll just fucking go on a rant for five or ten minutes and i try not to yell about it i would very much appreciate if you guys check that out i will link that in the description as well as in the comment section new podcast why you yelling five to ten minutes daily I've heard very good feedback so far so if you guys want to go check that out add that to your content playlist the reason i love podcasts man they're so niche like whatever you need like i need business and marketing podcasts to learn about the trends and the stuff in my industry and then fantasy football to get other people's analysis and point of view while also being able to do things at the same time so it's time efficient and if you're interested if you have passions around like fucking anything literally i'm sure like advil has a podcast if you're interested in fucking scissors how to create scissors candles like there are podcasts for every niche nowadays which is what makes them so fucking awesome so those are the ones i like i'm curious what what podcast do you guys like i know people like like murder mystery and history ones like that i just don't have time to consume ones that are not directly affecting my business in a sense and speaking on that we'll take the last question of the day mike Leonardo, 17, what up, what up? Yo, Nick, what are some of the people you want to bring on or bring back to the channel for the Behind the Business series? And if y'all have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to that series, every offseason I interview one of the top influencers in the fantasy football space uh, just to talk about business and marketing and branding, what new innovations we have going on within the industry itself. So that's one of my favorite pieces of content to do throughout the offseason. I think I love starting off each season with Andy Holloway the, of the footballers. I think me and him just have such a similar mindset. Me and him have like really, really good chemistry. And I've met him in real life a few times. And it's, it's the same way when we're like talking to each other, the conversation is super natural and it's very... Um, intelligent not because i'm intelligent but he's intelligent i guess he brings that out of me a little bit so i really enjoy having andy holloway on there and the, and the fact that they grow their business so well year over year lets us talk about new things in terms of who else i want to bring on i'll be honest man i might have to start pivoting that series to open it up to more more people like more content creators in general not that i i, I don't i don't know if there are that many more people within fantasy football that I think are really innovating within the industry right now. I'll get Scott Barrett on to talk about fantasy points because him and Graham Barfield and Joe Dolan, a couple other dudes just open up that company. So I want to talk about that. I could bring Graham back on for that one actually too, if I wanted to. Maybe they'll do a, a fucking double episode. That'd be cool. I would like to get probably Peter Overzet because he's trying to go hard on TikTok right now. And I'm, I'm just, I was waiting for the first person to kind of explode on TikTok to get them on to talk about their point of view for that. Otherwise, I think like people, I mean, the rest of the people are, are, 
you know, they work really hard. They put out good podcasts. They put out good blogs, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's innovative at all. I probably have the two homies at fantasy football advice on as well. Nick and Darian to talk more about YouTube. I had uh, Jake from the fantasy headliners on during the first season of this actually. So I did have someone from YouTube, but I would like to have them on as well to discuss their, their path in YouTube. Otherwise I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna, it's, it's going to be kind of hard to figure out more people to bring on. I, I do want to get the CEO of sleeper on. I tried last year and we couldn't make it work. Oh, also uh, uh, Roan from Barstool. I talked to him on my Twitter DMs a while back, but the reason I didn't have him on, I don't know if you guys know Roan, but I was super excited for this this podcast. He's one of like the better content creators at Barstool, super funny. They started a fantasy football podcast. Like, I don't know if last year was the first year or two years ago, and he had accepted to come on for the business series. But since we're both in New York, I wanted him to be the first person that I interviewed in person because I would like to do a lot of the interviews in person from now on, now that we have like the studio semi set up. We were supposed to have it set up by now, but Corona and fucking whatnot. Uh, I wanted him to be the first person in studio. And I was like, I don't want to do this with him over Skype or over Zoom or whatever. I want him to be in here so we could kind of feed off each other's energy because I think we'd make a really good episode together. So Roan's another one that I want to have on because Barstool just attacks content at such a different angle than everybody else. So I would love to get his point of view on things. Okay, so maybe there are a lot more people than I thought, but we'll figure that out next off season. And I think that will wrap up this week's Q&A. I got to go hit Central Park. We got some rays out right now. UV index about to be on double digits. So if you enjoyed... All I ask is that you hit that thumbs up button. It helps me out. Let's YouTube know that I'm not a full piece of shit. I'm only like half send piece of shit. So they'll keep sending at least half of you guys to my channel. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Of course, we'll be doing fantasy football videos five days a week as always. And if you have not copped the draft guide, you can get it pre-order price on bigdollardraftguide.com. You can get it for way, way cheaper. Monkeyknifefight.com. Use promo code BDGE. When you sign up, you'll get the draft guide for free plus the 20 bucks to play with on Monkey Knife Fight. That's it for today. Go listen to Y.E. Allen Podcast, and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.